Welcome to Training for Womanhood. Be fit, be healthy, be happy. Where I help you go through some of the overlooked health issues that we as women go through during womanhood. Welcome to Training for Womanhood. Be fit, be healthy, be happy. It's great to speak to you again. In this episode, I'm going to speak to you about something that I have uh, difficulty with and that I'm kind of managing every day. And it's called menopause belly, men pot, men belly, muffin top. It's also known as middle age spread. So many names for this thing that happens to us later on in life that we have no control over. Uh, Sometimes it's just genetics, but we do know it is a sign of menopause. So we know that menopause is the time in a woman's life when, quite simply, our ovaries stop producing female sex hormones. These are oestrogen and progesterone. And this is due to the lack of follicles that make these hormones and therefore stops us from releasing an egg every month. Now, it's the reduction in these hormones that cause a variety of symptoms once this starts happening to the body. One of these symptoms is an increase in weight, an increase in weight in the middle section, your midriff, your stomach, your tummy area. Therefore, it's called menopause belly. You can understand the correlation. But about four to 10 years prior to the actual menopause, the actual menopause is a consecutive 12 months where we do not have a period. Okay, so that is the actual menopause. No more ovulation. But before that, at least 10 years before that, we are in perimenopause. So for some women, perimenopause can last for as long as 20 years. Right, perimenopause is the reduction of female hormones over time. During this reduction, a number of things occur. Periods become irregular and menopause symptoms are experienced, i.e. hot flashes, mood swings, etc. Can't sleep, too hot, all of those things. Also, fertility is reduced, of course, because the eggs are not being released as frequent, of course. So fertility is reduced, but pregnancy can still occur. The one thing I need you to know, pregnancy can still occur. You know, you know, accidents can happen. There are a number of women that conceive in their 50s, mid 50s, thinking that they can't get pregnant again because they are in menopause It's not the case. You have to be very, very careful. As I said, for you to be in menopause, there has to be a consecutive 12 months of no periods. Once that occurs, you can say, I'm good to go. (laughs) And then women are described as being post-menopausal. But I want to talk about that belly fat. Okay, so... The increase in weight around the belly occurs during menopause, post-menopause, okay? And at this time, we are carrying extra body fats. So there's two types of fat that we have around this area. We've got visceral fat and we've got subcutaneous fat. Now, it's at this time that the fat 
that usually get deposited on our bums, on our hips, on our breasts, this changes and the fats get deposited around our midsection. Sometimes the fats can move from our thighs, our butts and move to our midsection and our body composition kind of changes where you could have a dress that fit perfectly um, last year, this year, it's, it doesn't fit the same, but you haven't gone up a size, you haven't gone down a size. It's just the, the, the makeup of your body has changed. So there are significant changes in the body composition. Visceral fat is different to subcutaneous fat. Subcutaneous fat is found around the body, also the belly area, but it's the fat that you can feel when you pinch. You know when you pinch more than an inch? It's that fat, that excess skin and tissue around your waist. That's subcutaneous fat. Then you have the presence of deep tissue belly fat, which is known as abdominal visceral fat. It's the fat that accumulates in your abdomen, in the spaces between your organs and around your organs. We'll talk a little bit more about these fats later on, but it's these fats and the deposit of these fats in the belly area that give you that menopause belly. So many women notice an increase in belly fat as they get older, even if they're not gaining weight. Yeah, the decreasing levels of oestrogen influences where fat is distributed in the body. As I said before, fat used to be on your hips, on your thighs, on your breasts. You had that hourglass shape. Now this hourglass shape has changed into an apple or a pear shape, which is most probably has a genetic component as well. But this is caused by the decreasing levels of oestrogen and progesterone. You might ask yourself, is this normal? The change in body composition when entering this natural stage of life known as menopause, perimenopause, is completely normal. Let me just repeat that. This is absolutely normal. Fats usually found around your butt and your thighs may move to your belly area. It's very simple. The number on the scales are not moving that much, all right? But your clothes are not fitting the way that they used to. You're trying to get out, go out for an evening. But you're like, that dress fit me fine six months ago. It's not fitting the same way now. Menopause weight gain centred in your midsection, in the middle area, is common and nothing to worry about. I'm here to tell you that it can be addressed. With light exercise and a change in diet, just little tweaks, and you will see a vast improvement. Again, we'll talk about that a little later. So let's talk about bloating. Bloating during menopause usually comes from two areas. That is usually water retention or gas retention. If you get this, which I do, it's really some uncomfortable pressure in the stomach area just below the diaphragm and it's air built up in the gastrointestinal tract. 
for me, the fullness and the tightness really, really hurts and can be very uncomfortable. I drink a lot of ginger tea. <laughs> but also this bloating can also cause temporary weight gain. Go to bed and you wake up and you're a totally different weight. And that bloating can add some, some kg, you know. So where can water retention come from? Well, water retention can occur because there can be an issue with the lymphatic system, the kidneys, of course, a hormone imbalance and other body systems. It just takes one or more of these systems to have a problem and fluid retention or edema, as it's known medically, can occur. I experienced some edema the other day where I had uh, manual lymphatic drainage it's an absolutely amazing, an amazing procedure. You feel so relaxed, but it just stimulates the, the lymph glands throughout the whole body and it can reduce bloating. It can reduce water retention, but I unfortunately had the opposite. So I do have an issue there and I believe it's an issue with my sodium. It's a highly specialized procedure and you should really, really try it. Check out my Instagram for pictures of the procedure. Bloating can also occur from changes in your diet, also changes in your appetite. As you get older, as we get older, our digestion slows down and this can also lead to weight gain. What I do is I take a supplement called digestive enzymes and that is what's on the bottle. It's called digestive enzymes. And it just helps to break down the food into smaller chunks and allows them to be absorbed a little bit easier by the body. Also, if you are stressed, highly stressed, stress-related menopause, this can also lead to bloating due to excessive gas. To mitigate bloating during menopause, whether it's water retention or gas retention, you can look at small lifestyle changes. You can stay hydrated. You might think, oh, this is defeating the object, D. Drink more water. Yes, exactly, drink more water. If you are carrying water, storing water, drink more water to help the gastrointestinal tract work more efficiently. You can exercise regularly. And I advise HIIT sessions, which are high intensity interval training so include these sessions resistance training which is lifting weights as a part of your daily routine to help combat bloating avoid trigger foods now my trigger foods are any kind of baked beans brown rice those are my triggers some of the other triggers are broccoli and also fried foods Avoid fizzy drinks. This can also lead to excessive fat around the midsection. Reduce your salt intake. Look at the processed foods that you are eating. Processed foods, even though you don't know it, they taste good. Why do processed foods taste good? Because of the high quantities of salt. The salt can lead to water retention and swelling. Try probiotics and digestive enzymes, which I mentioned earlier. You can try yogurts. You can try something called kefir. These help to promote a healthy gut and also put at bay 
any water retention or gas issues that you have in that area. Digestive enzymes help to break down foods, all right? These are the macros, the food macros, your carbohydrates, your fats, your proteins into smaller building blocks, the smaller nutrients, and it helps them to be absorbed easier by the body. I just take, as I say, a tablet. When I eat, so every meal, I will take a tablet and it just helps the food to digest a little bit more easier. And for me, that helps any kind of gas retention that I might have. Try to manage your stress. Take a look at the stress. Stress ultimately leads to more fat. Cortisol levels increase during stressful periods in your life. Menopause is stressful in itself. So this main stress hormone, cortisol, stimulates fats and carbohydrates in the body. This creates a surge of energy. And of course, this is essential fight-flight scenarios. However, it also increases appetite. High levels of cortisol drive sweets, fatty and salty food cravings. Then abdominal fat tends to increase cortisol levels. And then you have a vicious circle, which is difficult to get out of, especially for women during menopause. Basically, high levels of cortisol is associated with belly fat. Can you sleep your way to weight loss? Mm, yeah. Sleep has long been linked to the appetite regulating hormones, ghrelin and leptin. Ghrelin stimulates hunger, leptin, it decreases hunger and tells you that you're full. Okay, those are the two, well, the main two. Research shows that if you sleep regularly for less than six hours a night, you'll tend to have a bigger BMI, body mass index, and you'll have a larger tummy circumference than those who sleep regularly for seven to eight hours a night. Not enough sleep is associated with high levels of ghrelin, which increases the appetite and lowers the levels of leptin. And of course, leptin lets you know when you're feeling full. So yes, better sleep can reduce belly fat. Get more sleep, simple as that. But can we get more sleep in these times? It's difficult. Try and nap. <laughs> That's what I do. How to really get rid of menpot? How can we get rid of the menopause belly? You can get rid of it through diet and exercise. It's just a lifestyle change. Studies have shown that a whole food diet, high in fruits, vegetables, whole grains, high quality protein, has to be high quality protein, lean, okay, and dairy products can reduce menopause symptoms. One of these symptoms is the men pot, the men belly. We can also add in there healthy fats. There are healthy fats, such as omega-3 or 369. Avocado, that's healthy fat as well. Resistance training or weight training. This helps to build muscle mass as this is one of the areas that's reduced during menopause. As we age, our strength declines. We need to build muscle. Building muscle mass improves metabolism and bone mass. So it also reduces hunger levels, making it an effective way to lose weight. How do we build muscle mass? We eat protein. 
when we go to the gym, we do a little bit of weightlifting, okay? Protein is the most filling macronutrient. It reduces the hunger hormone ghrelin and increases leptin. If that's one thing you need to remember, proteins, increase them. Listen, it can be as simple as reducing the amount of potato or rice on your plate and increasing your fish and meat option. Simple. Add to that HIT style workouts. HIT style workouts are literally 30 minutes anaerobic interval training. This kind of training burns more calories than cardio in half the time. Yes, in half the time. A HIIT workout has a greater impact on fat burn in contrast to steady state cardio. I was a cardio queen. Running machine. Treadmill. Bike. I did it all and I never once lifted a weight until I started perimenopause, read a few books and thought, let's try resistance training and it changed my whole perspective. Besides losing weight, HIIT workouts help to build muscle mass, which in turn helps to burn calories. The more muscle you have, the more the body has to fight to use or to work. Therefore, you're going to burn more calories. Yeah. A bonus of HIIT workouts is that you get the results in less time. So instead of working out five or six days a week, a HIIT workout allows you to do three 30-minute sessions per week. And you know what? Warm-up and cool-down is included in those 30 minutes. So in fact, you could say a HIIT session is about 20 minutes long. Exercise routines that we used to do back in the day, when you were 20, when you were 25, no longer work the same way as we age you need to rethink the whole process decrease your cardio increase your resistance training not by much maybe three hit sessions a week two resistance sessions a week that's all small tweaks here and there will have a considerable effect on your menopause belly for the better how long does this belly weight last Menopause weight gain can just show up out of the blue without any obvious behaviour change. So it just shows up, but it will not go away without any assistance. It cannot go away on its own. You'll need to take a step back, review your diet situation, review your exercise regime and just tweak it. Increase your protein. Drink plenty of water. And I'm saying women at least three litres of water. Men are about four litres. So increase your water consumption during the day. And give it about two, two months. And see the difference once you incorporate these little changes. So let's just recap. We now know what menopause belly is. We know what visceral and subcutaneous fat is. We've spoken about bloating. We've stressed that this is normal. It's a part of the aging process. We've spoken about stress feeds fat. It does. We've said that sleep can assist weight gain. We've spoken about how to really get rid of the menopause belly. We've looked at diet and exercise. 
We've said it doesn't last as long as you change your lifestyle. And please do check out my website, denicefitness.co.uk. I've got a freebie for you, so there's something for you to download. Catch me next week where we talk about diet, nutrients, macros, macronutrients. If you have any additional questions about menopause belly or any area to do with menopause or just womanhood in general, do come through, do leave me a message. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Training for Womanhood. Be fit, be healthy, be happy. Please stay tuned for future episodes and do please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow me on Instagram at dnice.fitness, that's a D-N-Y-C-E, or via my website, dniceafitness.co.uk. I'd love to hear from you. And if you have questions of your own or need advice about your health and well-being or womanhood in general, please do send them through my way and I'll respond directly and also in future episodes. This podcast has been brought to you by D-Nice Fitness and produced by the great team at the Podcast Boutique. I'm your host, Denise Campbell. Have a wonderful week. Until next time.